and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. How are you all today? My wife, she's at home sick today. With, well, the kids are sick today. But that's not the point. The point is she bought me a new watch for Christmas. And uh, it's a Garmin watch. And uh, this Garmin watch, it, uh, it checks your heart rate. It checks your, um, does all these sorts of things all day long. And, sort of, and it, gives you, it gives you advice. And uh, when I'm sitting around, if I'm sitting around for more than a certain period of time, it vibrates. And on the screen, it says move. <laughs> and... Uh, and I kind of feel like church is like the Garmin watch of, uh, of our lives spiritually, isn't it? You know, I mean, we, we, we're cruising along in life and, and life tends to do its thing. And, you know, sometimes life, you, you know, when you've had a rough day, all you want to do is sit on the couch and, uh, you know, watch a good episode of um, the Gilmore Girls or whatever your, whatever your show is, Home and, Home and Away, Wayne's his Neighbours, I believe, and... Uh, but you need every now and then someone to say move, don't you? you, you know, and uh, and I, I love it that I'm just sitting there um, working away in the office or doing something and my watch vibrates and says move. And, and a lot of times you don't realise when it's time to move. Someone else needs to disrupt you. And I, that's what I love. That's why I honour you for coming to church uh, because you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's, it's in these spaces that we're gathered around like-minded people that we get disrupted out of what I would call our funk, you know what I mean? You get stuck in the mud, don't you? Sometimes you need someone to, to uh, lift you or push you or kick you or do something that uh, disrupts you. So I, I encourage you to buy a Garmin watch and uh, they're fantastic. You'll be doing triathlons very soon if you do and uh, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a great day. Why don't you turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4. For the last two weeks and a little bit longer, uh, the great Michael Sheridan and I have been uh, uh, in our work gear doing the renovation on the A2, our youth building. And uh, you know, we, we say to ourselves that between the two of us, we are a fully-fledged tradesman. And uh, Mike two-thirds and I'm one-third. And, uh, and we've been having a great time. So I apologise if I've been absent or um, haven't been pastorally uh, connecting with you so much the last two weeks. But you know, we really believe that, that to bless this next generation is a significant part of the church. And who knows, it's not actually about the building. The building is simply a platform or a point to gather. And, uh, you know, the great, this, just this Friday gone, um, the youth were in here and they had, I think they had 54 kids, one of their biggest, their biggest for the last maybe five years. So uh, congratulations, Christian and, and, and guys. But uh, yeah, let's give them a hand because, you know, who, who knows that um, kids need that, uh, that vibrating wristwatch that says move more than anybody else. They need to get off the, um, the Xbox or what's the new one called? I don't even know. PlayStation 11. (laughs) Proverbs 4, verse 18 says this. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The path of the righteous 
is like the light of dawn which shines brighter and brighter until full day. It's interesting in life, sometimes we, we you know, this, this verse, you know, you need to stick this verse on your fridge or on your computer or wherever you, wherever you place to look at is because a lot of times in our faith, we don't realise that, that um, you know, we're, we're on a journey toward the full day before God's favour and his authority and, and, his, and his plan for us really comes into fruition. And, uh, you know, to, isn't it a great day when you see someone, you know, who, who what we would call an overnight success, steps into the limelight, you know, boom, there's 54 kids all of a sudden on Friday night. But the reality is, you know, that an overnight success, you know, you, they say a band that's an overnight success usually takes 20 years in preparation of, of hard work, sweat and tears and prayer and all these things before, boom, they're an overnight success. Because you may not become visible till the light of day, but you are gradually becoming brighter and brighter. God is moving in you. He's, he's stirring you. He's shaking you. He's shifting you. And uh, he's, he's, he's saying to you, join with me. And as you join with me and as you get to know me, you'll become brighter and you'll become brighter. And then when, when I reveal you, my hope is going to shine through you. Who knows that the light of God is always the best light to come out of you. Because the light of you is only as good as your state in that moment. And who knows our state tends to ebb and flow. Who knows you have good days and you have bad days. But the, when the light of God shines through you, you can be having a bad day and still bless someone with hope. That's the world I want to live in. I want, I want to be a blessing. I want to engage with God. I want to experience God like I've never experienced Him before. You know, we, we walk this journey that, that sometimes... Uh, we, we, we're trying to, uh, we, we want to see God, you know, solve us or save us every day. But I, I want to actually experience God to the point where, where uh, it actually blesses those around me. You know, if we want to experience God in the future in this, in this picture that he gives us, we need to learn how to honour vision. You see, you know, what you don't realise is that the vision of God is in you and it's around you. And, uh, and, and as you begin to see it, and as you begin to honour it, you will begin to experience God more than you've ever done before. So, you know, this picture and this vision, you know, it, it comes to us in all sorts of forms. It comes to us in desire, comes to us in ideas, thoughts, dreams. Sometimes it even comes to us in a promotion, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff in hopes. You know, the, the vision of God comes, it, it, it enters your life. You don't, you don't necessarily hear the audible voice of God. You don't necessarily get pulled out of a, of a church service and someone just says, Blessed are you amongst young women. You know, he, he, says, he says, I'm just going to place this seed of desire in your heart. I'm going to place this seed of hope in your heart. You know, you might have this desire to, you know, in the area of, of, of art. You might have this desire, you know, the, Jamie and, and Anthony and the guys had this, this, this seed of desire and hope in their heart to, to record music, you know, six years ago. And, you know, they've been sweating it out for six years and still haven't finished building the thing. What have you been doing? You know, what happens is God plants a seed in a desire. And as we acknowledge him and the seed at the same time, that's a vision. And, but we need to honour that and we need to put the blood, sweat and tears into it. And as we do, guess what? Six years later, boom, you're an overnight success. Great things can happen. See, the invitation from God, it never comes the way you thought it would. You notice when God speaks to you, you know, you just you want him just to 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 just to 
grab you out of your day and just and hit you with clarity. But he doesn't always do that, does he? It doesn't come, you know, the way that you think it comes. It comes through an, a desire and you go, was that God? You know, or, or, you, or you just get a picture of something and you go, wow, what an amazing thing. You know, and, and you go, was that God? And a lot of times, you know, God is speaking to us, but we're not recognizing his voice. And here's the battle that we face. This is why our vision this year is always is about knowing God, because as we learn to hear his voice, we learn to recognize the vision that he's placing in front of us. You see, God's got all this favor. He's got all this authority. He's got all this power. And he wants it to flow through you. And he wants to prepare you to be able to handle the greatness of his kingdom. He's raising you up to be a people who can bless humanity with his goodness. And this is the challenge that we face. The challenge that we face is that sometimes there's a vision or a dream which stirs us, but we're not in a place that we can actually deliver those things straight away. I love that, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about Joseph today. Joseph gets this dream of, of um, you know, all his family bowing down to him, you know. And, you know, I don't know about you, but if I was one of his brothers, I think I would have thrown him in the pit as well. Because he was, you know, he was saying, look, you guys, even dad and mum, you're even going to bow down to me. What's you know, and to me, straight in the pit. Because he had this dream and his dream was linked to this period of time when he was going to be number two of all Egypt. But was he ready right then? Are we ready when we get the dream to be able to walk that journey? No, we're not. But God gives it to us. He gives us this seed. He gives us this, this vision. He gives us this desire for, motiv- for motivation so that when we walk through the journey, when we walk, like Jesus says, it was the hope that was set before him that enabled him to endure the cross. You see, we what is our cross? Our cross is this period where we go from our strength to his strength. Jesus went from the Son of Man to being the glorified Son of God in that process, didn't he, of the cross. And God wants to take you through a process where you can carry his glory and you can reflect it to the generation that's around you. So we all need to become prophets. You see, there's two, there's two types of prophecy, isn't there? There's the prophecy when you speak into someone else's life and then there's the prophecy that you speak into your own future. And I want to say to you this morning, we need to learn how to communicate to our own future. We need to feel those, those um, sense those desires, those dreams, those ideas, you know, those promotions, those pictures that we see, that our, what our imagination stirs in us, and we need to speak to those things. We need to speak them out to ourselves and to those around us. And when we do that, we create a link. We create a spiritual link between where we are and where God wants to take us. And in that space, we're honouring it. It's very hard to honour something in silence, isn't it? It's very hard to, to you know, you know what Jody, Jody spoke about Bali today and she, she honoured uh, Ibu Tina, the, the leader of that, but it's, you know... It, Jody can, she can have good thoughts toward Ibu, but, Ibu Tina, but we don't know until she actually voices that out. And there's a future in you that you actually need to voice out to yourself. And do you know what happens when you speak it out and when you speak it out in public? The crazy gets filtered. You ever have those amazing thoughts and you're picturing these things and then you share it with someone and they don't even need to tell you it's crazy. You realise straight away you go... Okay, that was a little bit wackier than it was going on in my head. God wants, he wants you to be, he says, it's Emmanuel, which is, you know, he says, Emmanuel, Jesus, means God with us. Not God with you, not God with me, God with us. 
So when we share, when we speak about our future, when we speak about what our imagination is, when we speak about our dreams and our desires and our intentions to each other, we open the door to creating a link to our own future that God has for us. Psalm 103 verse 20 says this, Bless the Lord, he's speaking to angels, Bless the Lord, you his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Angels hearken to the voice of the Lord. They don't... Hearken is such a beautiful... Old, I love reading that out of the old King James. They hearken to the word of the Lord. They hearken to the voice of the Lord. They attend. They do business when the Lord speaks. They don't... Angels don't attend to murmuring. They don't attend to, to lack of belief. They don't attend to negativity. They attend to anointed utterance of God. A lot of times we need to let our imagination out of our mouths. And when we let our imagination out of our mouths, it gets filtered through loving each other, doesn't it? And it gets, and it gets spoken into our future. It gains some accuracy. It gains some, it gains some point. It gains some, gains some strategy. And then also it gains a link to the future. God wants you to be someone who speaks into your own future. Powerful stuff. In fact, it's enough to make you look a little flaky. I think if, you, if people around you don't think you're a little bit flaky, you're kind of slightly off track. Hey, because the things of God are not the same as the things of this world. And someone else might think you're flaky, but you're in the will of God. You know, it's a little bit flaky when, when um, you know, it appears to be a little bit flaky when you go against the grain of society. It, it seems a little bit flaky when you're, when it's, you know, when it's the best, most beautiful day sitting out there on Main Beach. People are paying, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars just to go and sit there. And you've decided to just come and hang out in here, in the dark, you know what I mean? In the night, it's the nightclub, it's the new, the new church, you know. You've decided to come out here instead of go and sit where you could sit. Why? Because you're a little flaky. Why? Because God's doing some business with your heart. He's stirring you. He's grabbing, he's grabbing you. He's, he's lifting you up. He's strengthening you. He's asking you to create a link between where you are and where you're going. And sometimes that link is, is, is vague, isn't it? I mean, Joseph, you know, his dream was about, um, you know, it was, a, it was about his family bowing down to him. But the reality is... That wasn't, that wasn't the path. That's something that happened. What it was, was God was preparing all of... He was preparing Joseph to rule basically over all of Egypt and prepare a pathway for his people to walk in prosperity in that time. We need to be people who are audacious. We need the audacity to reach out of our present and into our own future. The Bible says we are seated in the heavenlies you know, with Christ Jesus, you know, we, we need to be able to, to look into our own future. And the only way you can do that is from an eternal perspective. The only way you can look into your own future is, is by looking at your, at your life from a different perspective. You can't see your own future from here. You can only see what your calendar says that's in front of you. You can only see as far as your eyes will permit to see. And, and God's saying, there is a lot further to see. If you will come into my presence, if you will become a worshipper, you know, if you'll become a, a, a warrior in the kingdom, you know, did you know that a worshipper and a warrior in the kingdom are exactly the same thing? We like to be warriors, but warriors in the kingdom of God are worshippers, are people who lift up God's name above every other name. Do you know why they know that? 
because they're like David. David was a warrior and he was a worshipper. How did he beat Goliath? Because he was a worshipper and he knew that the Lord would deliver Goliath into his hands that day. So if you want to be strong in the kingdom of God, if you want to be, if you don't, you know, if you want to be, when you look at worship, when you look at what we even do on Sunday and singing, you go, oh, that's a little bit, you know, I couldn't, couldn't really get into that space. True warriors are worshippers because they know where their strength comes from. It doesn't come from our own sword. It doesn't come from our weapons. The battle belongs to who? Belongs to the Lord. So to solidify what God wants to bring into our lives and bring into our future, we need to see it and we need to say it. You need to see what, you need to speak out. And sometimes it's, it's not some, it's not always some, uh, you know, uh, amazingly, um, you know, uh, amazing bunch of words that, that, that sounds poetic and spiritual and all these things. It might be just something simple as in, you know, I feel like I, I, feel like I need to go and be an artist. I feel like I need to go and play Australian rules football. Not this... Rugby league business, Australian rules football, but it's the Lord's game. It, it, it could be anything. It could be singing a song. It could be, it could be, it could be becoming a, a scientist. It could be becoming a school teacher. It could be becoming a, a, a stay-at-home dad. It could be becoming a, you know, it could be something that, that, is, that, is, that is just a new direction for you that's been burning, that's been stirring, and you're just acknowledging it to your brothers and sisters and to God and to your own future. And when you do that, that's where the link begins. Hey, that's when the hope begins. And isn't it amazing how these things come together? I remember it was early last year or late the year before that Kristen came up with the idea of, of doing this renovation on the youth hall and doing these, reversing it and doing all these sorts of things. And here we are a year later and Kristen's sitting at home and Michael and I are doing all the work for her vision. What's going on there? This is the beauty of being part of the body of Christ. Is that it's not your vision, it's his vision. And when you keep it to yourself, you're not blocking your future, you're stepping out of the will of God. And he's saying, now I've got to go and give that vision to someone else so that my will can be done, so that my word won't return to me void. So he's saying, when you let it out of the bag, guess what? The pressure's actually off you and on God. And guess who God uses? He uses all of his children. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? When we keep the dream inside of us, it feels safe. But the reality is when we let it out of the bag, when we share it with each other and with God, that's when he can do, do some business with you and through you and strengthen you. So we need to look out for ideas and desires and thoughts and dreams and hopes. That's where the assignment of God is found in your life. And the moment that... God asks you to join him on an assignment, unfortunately, there's always an adjustment. There's always an adjustment when God asks you to join him on an assignment. Because it's when you let it out of the bag, when you, when you say, okay, everyone starts to think, okay, it's a little bit crazy. It's a little bit flaky. Hey, can you imagine, you know, someone who, who says, uh, you know what, by the, by the end of the 60s, we're going to have a man on the moon. You know what I mean? Everyone would have thought JFK was a bit flaky back then, wouldn't they? What's, what's wrong with this crazy guy? But guess what? You know, you put it out there and dreams stir hope where they're meant to stir hope. See, your dream, your ideas, your vision, it's not going to stir up everyone. It's going to stir up the perfect people. 
the right people to partner with you on your journey. Hey, well, if you talk to Anthony Parker, who's working over in the studio so diligently, he'll take some people through there, and he's done ridiculous amounts of engineering and all these amazing things, and someone goes, oh, yeah, that's, that's okay. They don't, they don't get what God's doing with him. They don't get that the vision that burns in his heart is not for them, it's for other people. They just go, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, look at that window. Well. Some people won't acknowledge it, but guess what? The right people will. And the right people won't hear it unless it comes out of your mouth, unless you prophesy to your own future, unless you risk being seen as one of the flaky ones who speaks to a future that doesn't exist yet. God wants you to be the greatest prophet in your own life. Speak to your own future. Prophesy to your own future. Say to yourself, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. If you, you know, a couple of years ago, oh, I better be in here. A couple of years ago, on Father's Day, I made, a, I made one of these for every father. And I've noticed a couple of ladies have got them. You should give them back, you ladies. You get your Mother's Day present. And all it says is this. It says, choose you, the day, choose you this day who you will serve. And as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Man, you need to say that out loud. You need to say it to yourself. You need to say it to your family. You need to declare it. You need to have it in front of you. You need to stir up your own life and declare where you are headed because what you are doing is you're speaking life into your own future, into your family's future. You are, you are breaking room for hope. You are allowing the angels to do what? To hearken to the word of the Lord, to attend to the word of the Lord, to follow what he's doing. You know, we said this last week, our biggest battle is not believing that God can do something it's am I prepared to trust God with my life while he does it? This is the big battle for us. God's doing business, but the big battle is not whether God's going to do something. He's going to do something. Trust me, he's going to do something. The question is, are you going to trust him by positioning your life with him while he does it? This is doing business with God. That's the adjustment. Sometimes the adjustment's out of your control. You share your dream and you share it with immaturity like Joseph did and people just throw you into the pit, don't they? You get chucked in the deep end. And, 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 you know, and that's, that's, a, that's the way it happens. Sometimes you need to position yourself. Hey, sometimes it's out of your control. Sometimes you need to reposition yourself and declare to your own future. With the adjustment comes a little contradiction in life. Hey, imagine Mary. You know, she's, she's feel, you know the Holy Spirit comes upon her and she's, she starts to carry Jesus outside of wedlock. There's a slight adjustment in her life. Oh, look, there's a bump there. What's going on? You know, there's, there's an adjustment in your life, isn't it, when you step into an assignment of God. It may not as be as visible as Mary's, but trust me, it's visible. People will say, something's off with that guy. Hey. Something's off with that girl. Something's a bit strange about that, that person's life. And, you know, and, and you know, here's the beautiful thing. Once you're in the place that you're supposed to be, then God can start sending you favour, sending you equipment to, to prepare you for that journey. What an amazing story that Joseph is, Joseph had. You know, he gets this dream. 
and he gets thrown into the pit and then he gets sold into they take him out of the pit and they go no let's sell him into let's sell him into slavery instead so they sell him into slavery and he's purchased by Potiphar who's one of the leaders in in the house of Pharaoh in the in the in the nation of Egypt and Joseph becomes the leader of the house of Potiphar here's this thing with the favor of God the favor of God put Joseph into slavery And that same favour that led Joseph into slavery also helped him to prosper while he was in slavery. See, God's preparing you for different seasons, isn't he? He's saying, you know, he's saying, will you trust me? Because what am I doing? I'm raising you and preparing you to lead in Egypt, to lead where my vision is. The The battle with knowing what God is up to, sometimes his dream is a little abstract you know, but, the, but what he's doing is beyond your ability to understand. Joseph couldn't have understood how a little Hebrew guy could actually um, rule in Egypt. Imagine if God gave him that picture. So Joseph's in Potiphar's house thinking, well, one day God's going to rescue me and take me back to, to Israel. And God's going, no, no, you know why you're here? You're here to learn how to speak Egyptian. You're here to learn how to dress like an Egyptian, how to learn the economics of an Egyptian house so that when you step into the place that I have for you, you're ready to go, you're equipped. He couldn't speak Egyptian. He didn't look like an Egyptian. He looked like a Hebrew. God wanted to do business through him but needed to prepare him for the space that he was going to do the assignment for God. But it's a little bit distressful. You step out of this this dream into this distress, but then God says, don't worry about the distress. It's in this place that I'll develop you and my favour will become upon you and you'll become strengthened so that when you walk into a new place, then I'll do some work through you and you will be ready to go. God wants his authority, his favour, his power, his, his grace, his mercy to flow through you, but he needs to prepare you to be able to handle the greatness of God. What's interesting with the children of Israel, later on, it talks about in Psalms, it says that that the children of Israel knew the acts of God, but only Moses knew the ways of God. You see, what happens is when we have a dream, um, you know, we're experiencing the act of God. God is just planting a seed. That's an act of God. He's supernaturally planting a seed in your life. But when we go through this distress and this development and this growth and this tension, that's the ways of God. See, the ways of God shape us and prepare us for what? They prepare us for the demonstration of God. They prepare us for what's next. They prepare us for, for, to be able to carry the greatness of God and release it without it actually dominating our lives. God's asking you to join with him on a joint venture. We're on a joint venture with God. And here's the thing, Proverbs 4.18, the path of the just shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. The ways of God are lifting you up and making you brighter and brighter with the glory of God until the perfect day where his reflection shines through you and can change the world around you. God wants to change your family. He wants to change news. He wants to change where you live. He wants, where, he wants you to go back for wherever you're holidaying from and he wants you to bless where you live and he's preparing you to carry his blessing. He's preparing you to, to carry his authority. He's preparing you to carry his voice. And when you speak to your own future, not only do you, do you create a link to your own future, you begin to see futures in people around you. God wants us all to prophesy. 
He wants to speak to the future. He wants us to be people who do not settle for today, who say, Lord, give me a new perspective. Give me the perspective of your kingdom. Lord, remind me what it means to be seated at the right hand of God in the heavenly so that I can speak to my own future, so I can have better perspective of what I'm walking through today, so I can be like James chapter 1 that says, count it all joy as you go through trials. These are not trials. These are preparations to carry the authority and the power and the goodness and the grace and the mercy of your living God. There's so many seasons that God takes us through. And if you don't recognize the season that you're in, you cannot realize what's happening. Can you imagine you're a, you're you're a young guy and you're a great swimmer and you've been, you know, you've been swimming all your life and everyone says, you're amazing, you're amazing. You know, you're winning every, all your school championships and you're doing all this sort of stuff. And they say, oh, the Com Games is coming up in a few, in a few years. You just need to join the Australian Institute of Sport. And all of a sudden, you go from being this person with a dream, with a, an amazing skill and a talent and all these things and everyone patting you on the back to the bottom rung slave of the AIS. And they are going to whip you. They are going to train you. They are going to make you eat food you never wanted to eat in your life. They are going to get protein and carbs and whatever into you. They're going to get you out of bed early. They're going to put you in bed late. They are, you are going to become a slave. Why? Because they're preparing you to carry the national flag of Australia and go and win gold. Go and beat those English people. Come on. We've got to beat the palms. Eat everything. The cricket, the swimming... You see, God is training you right now for something. The question is, can you see it? God is preparing you to carry more of his goodness, more of his kingdom, his kingdom substance. So your ability to see what he's doing or your ability to accept what he's doing will help you become someone who can break through like you never have before. God gave Joseph a dream, but was he ready to run the whole Egyptian economy? No. God's given you an idea. He's given you a promotion. I remember when Kristen and I were promoted into the senior leadership of this place. We went from the dream to the distress in about 30 seconds. <laughs> and, you know, and it took us, took us, you know, it took us nine years to be at peace about it and we've been here for seven so <laughs> you see what God wants to do is he wants to build you he wants to raise you up and who knows that you are not ready for what God is thinking about in your future what you are ready for is to allow what you're walking through to develop you and as you learn that that it is developing you can give him glory all the way and guess what happens you will become brighter and brighter and brighter and then when God reveals you when it's your moment of truth people are going to be blessed people are going to come to meet God the youth's going to go from 54 to 154 very quickly why does that happen because people decided to allow the challenges of life to prepare them for the greatness of God that's about to flow through them we don't know when that day is but guaranteed if you surrender your life to the things of God and to the ways of God the acts of God will certainly follow
You see, we need the acts of God. We need the demonstration of God's power in this place to see great things happen and to see people saved. But before we see those acts of God, we need the ways of God to penetrate our lives, to shift us and to shape us and to prepare us to carry the great acts of God. Why don't you stand with me this morning, church? You know, God, who is very, very sneaky, shows you, he doesn't show you the process, does he? He doesn't show you the process. He shows you the joy. He shows you the dream. He gives you the promotion. He doesn't show you the process. Why? Because it's the joy that's before you. It's the keeping that vision before you that enables you to endure the cross. What does the cross represent? The cross for Christ was actually a cross. The cross for you is going from your strength to walking in his glory. That's what it did for Jesus and that's what he wants to do for you. He says, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And when we do that, when we deny ourselves, when we, when we allow God to shape us and mould us, we're going from our strength to his glory. Someone prayed for me out there this morning and they said, when we are weak, he is strong. We need to allow him to remind us of our own weakness so that we can walk in his strength. Let's pray, church. Father, we give you glory, we give you praise, and we give you honour. We lift up your name this morning and we ask that your peace be upon this place. We ask that those dreams, those ideas, those promotions, those imaginations, Lord, those strategies that have been in our lives and that we haven't spoken to, Lord, we ask that you would stir them in your people this morning. Lord, we come together as your body and we ask you to use us. We ask you to build us. We ask you to create in us a new heart so that we can carry, Father, your presence and your power and your authority and your mercy afresh. Lord, we, we, we are repentant before you this morning where we have taken a dream and we have kept it within us. We've had an idea and, we've, and we haven't shared it out, Lord. This morning, we declare that we will speak to our own future. We will prophesy to our own future. We will be like Joshua who said, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We are speakers of hope. We declare before you this morning hope to our own future, Lord. We declare that we are walkers in your will, not our will, Lord. We ask, Father, that you would use us, that you would stir us, that you would mold us and that you would shape us so that your will can be done in this place, in this community and that Noosa will know without a shadow of a doubt that the people of God live here and they will come up to the mountain of the Lord's house to seek your peace we give ourselves to you afresh this morning almighty God and we ask that you would open our eyes to a new future, a new day and a new hope in the mighty name of Jesus we pray